Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hello and welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. We are so grateful you're checking us out and we are definitely grateful just to be here, literally. It's uh, this global health pandemic drags on, and it's a time when we know it takes a lot to just be okay, but ultimately, you can be. And we started this podcast a few months ago to explore that, and now so many new challenges have arisen, and we're still exploring, and we're still looking for peace and joy in the most unlikely places. And one of those sources of joy is Frank Anderson. How are you doing? Hi, Lisa. Yes, I'm hanging in there. I've been uh, living in my basement here with my family above me for probably almost three weeks now. And I see patients on the computer and I take care of everything um, right down here in my little basement and uh, just joining everyone else and trying to figure out how we manage this great pause Mm. we're all in. We should say you do get out of the basement occasionally. That sounded kind of Harry Potter-ish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, well, it was taking it running until it starts snowing again. But uh, yes. it's going oh, to turn nice here in Michigan soon. Yes. So it's good to see you because we are doing this uh, via a Zoom conference now because we all have to stay home and stay safe. And so it's good to see you again. And uh, connection is so important at this time for all of our well-being. And we just want to let you know that you can connect with us. We, we say it at the end of the podcast, but we wanted to get it in early on that we uh, have an email address, exploringawareness at gmail.com. If you have any comments or questions or subjects you'd like us to discuss, please reach out. We're all home just checking our email and uh, hanging out in the basement. So we've got lots of time to do that. And we have- Yeah, Lisa, I had a lot of time so I could get our webpage together too. Yes. What's what's our website? Our website is called exploringawareness.org. Org. All right. So yeah, check us out. there is an exploringawareness.com, which is not ours. No. Nice site, but ours is exploringawareness.org. Okay. And what else? Well, Facebook page. You can like us on Facebook yes. and uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram, exploringawareness underscore podcast. So we get the business out of the way, right? So people know where to find us. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So what are we talking about this time? You know, I think that we're we all we're still talking about how we live in a time of a pandemic, and we've talked a lot about how we might deal with some of the emotional things that are coming up for us. And I thought today would be nice to talk about maybe some other things that we're realizing, you know, from the situation that we're in. And and I mentioned before this great pause mm, you know and i've yeah. seen that time come up and 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 it's it's a time when 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 all of us not by our own choice have had to stop and in a, in some way whether we like it or not stop to be still mm. but but the interesting thing about it is no matter what your nationality is, no matter what your race is, no matter what your sex is, no matter what your, you know, political affiliations are and everything else, there's something that is connecting the 6 billion people in the world, you know, around this 
very fragile human situation that we find ourselves in. <laughs> is it fear? Is it anxiety? What's connecting us? Well, I know well, I, that was a negative. I should go for the positive. That's a great question. Um, fear and anxiety are, are in a lot of us, but there's also something else. This, I would bring it back. I would call it this awareness, but we're all sharing in the same type of, of awareness that we're vulnerable oh. and that things ah. that, that we thought were true aren't true. You know, things that, that, that expectations that we had aren't being met and the, the world around us is fragile and it isn't necessarily what we expected. And so it kind of like generates a collective awareness around this one particular thing that we're all experiencing. And so for, for me, I feel a connection, you know, to, to the, the people of the world we, the, the things that separate us really don't ma matter anymore because you could go out on the street and walk through a cloud of virus and be infected. You know, it doesn't matter who you are or mm -hmm. where you are. You mentioned being vulnerable and I, you know, we're both big fans of the poet David White. And have you heard or read his poem, Vulnerability? No, not lately. I, I, I actually found it because I was talking to another friend about that. Who He's not comfortable with being vulnerable. And I sent him this poem and he's like, oh, it kind of really opened his eyes. That oh. And I'll just, I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's pretty long, but he starts out by saying, vulnerability is not a weakness, a passing in disposition or something we can arrange to do without. Vulnerability is not a choice. Vulnerability is the underlying, ever-present, and abiding undercurrent of our natural state. And I think, you know, David's been sharing a lot of poems on Facebook in light of what's happening in our world right now, and I'm sure that's why he shared that. So when you said that, without us even knowing you were going to discuss that, it just reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. As a man, as a doctor, are you comfortable with being vulnerable? <laughs> well, I, I think that the idea of, of vulnerability... Um, I, I'm very comfortable with that because mm. I'm comfortable with the the awareness of vulnerability, you know, and that's, I think, the difference because vulnerability sounds like it could be a, a problem, you know, a fear or a weakness. Right. But, you know, we've been talking about exploring awareness and, and I've, we can always frame these things in that way. So, so if someone is feeling vulnerable, whether they're male or female or whatever, there's this capacity to, to be aware of your emotions, aware of your feelings, and in that awareness, there is no vulnerability. You know, the, the vulnerability is happening as, a, as kind of a condition of your life. And yes, my, you know, biological body is very vulnerable to this virus. And... Um, and people with underlying health conditions are even more vulnerable and people with more age are more vulnerable. But I think that, that at least in this particular instance where all of us are vulnerable, if you, you can judge that, evaluate that, you can use your mind all kinds of ways, but being aware that you're vulnerable takes it out of that emotional realm and puts you back in the place of, of awareness, a place of stillness where vulnerability happens today. And then later on, vulnerability is not going to be there, you know, for this particular problem. And I think that comes to emotions as well. When people, you know, have a feeling or have an emotion, 
and sharing it with someone else. You know, they might feel vulnerable, but it may be the, the very authentic and meaningful thing to do. Are you saying don't judge it? I'm saying not, not to judge vulnerability. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, you know how the definition of mindfulness is to be present non-judgmentally to whatever's happening? Mm-hmm. And so when we discussed mindfulness of emotions in a previous podcast and mindfulness of thoughts, it's kind of the same approach, I would say. So here we are all together at this worldwide global health crisis feeling vulnerable. Yes. Do you think that makes us feel more together because we are sharing that? I mean, being vulnerable, I don't think a lot of people say are proud to say that they're feeling that, but it's obviously true, and they are. Yeah, who, who knew we would all right. be vulnerable in the same way? Yeah. And who knew that that same vulnerability would be applicable to every human being in the world? Right. Wow. You see what I mean? That there's that yeah. common experience yeah. that we're like that. sharing. Yeah. And then you mentioned stillness. And I feel that if you can be aware of moments of stillness or have them or experience them, that that would be a useful thing to have at this time with, in light of everything we're going through. Yeah. Our, our minds are so programmed, right? To be, to be thinking ahead, thinking behind, evaluating our own vulnerability, fear, um, all those things that are happening. And what we've been teaching in this podcast and what I've learned over my years of experience, and I think you have too, is that there's, that we all have a part of us that's, that's still, when I used to teach Sunday school at the Buddhist temple, we used to call it the still quiet place. And I think that that's, that's not just for kids, it's for anybody. There's a still quiet place inside of you. Now, it's easy for me to say that. Uh, We can say it easily, but to experience it for yourself, that's the important thing because you can talk about this all day, but and that's why we have a guided meditation at the end of each one of these. So so there may be ways you can glimpse into that place of stillness and, 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 and just rediscover it for yourself. I mean, it was there when you were little. Okay, so you were teaching about still quiet places to children. Yeah, I was. Yes. Oh, I'm thinking there's hope for me that I can figure it out. Yes, yes, there is. There certainly is. What would you tell them? Well, we would teach them how to meditate. And, um, you know, and we would say, find that still quiet place and just feel that and, Mm. and land there. You know, land there, land in that still quiet place. Is there a technique to finding it? Or is it something you feel? So I think in this case, we would be using mindfulness techniques, okay. which you have to do to then come to some deeper realization of your, of your stillness. We talk about real experiencing awareness, you know, and, and that's one aspect of what we've been talking about, mostly exploring awareness. But there's then this other part, um, and people sometimes call it realization. realization that who you are is, isn't just awareness, but, but awareness opens you to the fact that, you know, you are connected to all, all beings, you mm. know, and, and, and to the whole universe, you know, we're, we're all kind of made up of products of the big bang, you know, and, right. 
and of course you can think through those things but what but what happens when you have an experience you know of connection to something deeper and and as still as space you know as still as a quiet ocean um there are these experiences these these senses of of something larger and that kind of awareness can take you to that help you realize that realize that you are like nature that you are a force of nature you might realize if you're in a, a religious tradition and a religious community you might realize that your own divinity like we just had easter and for me that symbolization of of the resurrection is that the body is gone but the but the divinity is still there and so we actually you know in that model we have the opportunity to to be these divine beings that are connected to god you know it has nothing to do with your body it's kind of your 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 sense of being how do you get there well, we well we keep following our exploring awareness techniques and our mindfulness <laughs> techniques, and you and there has to be somewhat of an intention. Mm. Um, but I have a, a nice quote from Adyashante, who you know I really like. He, this is what he says, and this kind of partly answers your question: as you rest into stillness more profoundly, and again, Lisa, that takes practice. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think a daily meditation practice is be really helpful since you can't think yourself into this. Hmm. So as you rest into stillness more profoundly, awareness becomes free of the mind's compulsive control, contractions, and identifications. Awareness naturally returns to its non-state of absolute unmanifest potential, the silent abyss beyond all knowing. Hmm. So you just said something really important, um, at least to me, that you can't think yourself into this. Right. It's, it's free of the mind's compulsive control, hmm. attractions, and identifications. And so you may want to think yourself into this, and and that's okay too, but we're talking about awareness becomes free of the mind's compulsive control. So there's awareness, and then there's the mind's compulsive control. And so are you on the side of your mind's compulsive control, or are you taking that step back to be the awareness of that? Now, when you take back that step back to be the awareness of that, that's where you start to find the stillness. Hmm the stillness that exists from the awareness. And from that place, you start to be able to get realizations of connection, you know, and of, of divinity or Buddha nature or Christ nature or something like that. You know, that's what this process can, can help with. But so when people are listening to this and they think, what do you, when you say you step back, I mean, literally, physically, what does that mean? So we can do it. No, no, it's not physically. It's, uh, it's more um, using words to try to explain what's happening um, during our meditation process. 
Okay, so good. I was waiting. I didn't want to put the words in your mouth, but you said meditation. And um, the other day, I was lucky enough to have a phone call with you because I always learn and, and enjoy talking to you. And I was saying, I, I want to stay in that elevated spot. I want to live my life that way all the time. And how can I? Do you remember what you said? <laughs> you said, just meditate. If you oh, meditate, yeah. mm -hmm. you'll be there. And I've been thinking about that a lot because, you know, you're not, you didn't say like it's a band-aid and it's going to fix everything. But I, I would like to just hear a little bit more about how you just said it now that meditation is how you get to this stillness and, and learn these things. Could you just talk a little bit more about if how we want to live and how we want to feel and how meditation can yeah. help? I sure can. And the first thing to say is that, that we don't want meditation to be another thing on your to-do list. Right, right, right. You know, and to say you have to meditate. So, because, you know, that, that falls into this framework that we have. And, you know, we're in the great pause now. So some of those frameworks come to, don't work. But what I am saying is that let, let's say you have this intention, Lisa, to, to experience stillness or our listeners have this intention to experience stillness. And so you can, you can want stillness and you can want peace and you can want joy and you can say, Oh yeah, I want this and all that. But, but again, that is one of those top down approaches. Mm. And so I've, and in my experience, having been there and done that, I also have done the meditation and know for a fact, and also from all the my teachers and all the other, you know, med meditation teachers will say the same thing, that by practicing a little bit each day, this intention of becoming aware, then things will unfold for you and yourself naturally. But it's not going to happen if your mind is racing all day long. Right, which I think a lot of people are right now. Right, exactly. And so, so, so you do have to stop and say, okay, I'm going to take the advice, you know, from, from a lot of really wise people and, and try it myself and do it every day. And believe me, when you first start meditating, it's, it's, it's not easy, you know, and we talk about, oh, it will reduce stress and make you feel more relaxed. Well, it may for a little bit, but um, as you know, you, 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 when you're sitting, uh, it can get uncomfortable and things start coming up in your mind. And some people just say, no, thank you. And they move on and they, they lose the opportunity, you know, to practice awareness of their thoughts and see where that might lead them. Can I just say from experience from these podcasts, we always end with a guided meditation and one's coming up, but there have been some and I'm like, oh, oh that was so wonderful. And I feel so good. And there have been some that I've been really upset and I've, no. I've articulated that with you. And, I, and I, it's not to make you feel bad. I, it's weird how it happens. The good ones are great and the other ones, it's not, it, and it's, I feel I'm not going to not do it because I think it's meant to be and I think it's useful and I get something out of it. But it's, I will just say from my perspective, I have all sorts of different outcomes and experiences with meditation, with ultimately wanting to find that still place and wanting to feel good. And, and you are such a great guided meditation giver that when I have a <laughs> negative experience, I feel awful. GGG. <laughs> I mean, I don't, we, no one's going to want to meditate to feel worse, you know, but no. as you said, sometimes it does come up. Well, 
Yes. And, um, and that's where we also have to consider the compassion thing. Yeah. And, and to be compassionate for yourself. And, and compassion for ourselves can also be difficult, you know, when we have talked about compassion as well in this podcast, mm-hmm. because you, things are going to come up in your mind and they're going to come up from things in the past that you've done or potentially family issues or other traumas or, or regrets, you know, or, or, or longings or missed expectations. Mm-hmm. And so those things are all in your mind and and oftentimes they're being suppressed. You know, you're kind of keeping yourself from thinking about those, keeping yourself from, from acting mm-hmm. on those. So when you stop, first of all, sometimes people get really sleepy because they've been, you know, they're, they're all of a sudden relaxed. So you have, may have to get through that sleepy phase. But, you know, if, if things are in your mind and they come up and they're uncomfortable, the way we meditate over thoughts is, just, oh, there's, there's that thought again there's that doubt again, there's that thing again. And the awareness part of you, the part that is able to watch your thoughts, you know, has that sense of compassion and and peace and joy. And you can hold yourself in compassion like you hold other people in compassion. And we had that guided meditation, I think, in episode number 11. Is it good to get them out though? I mean, you say you're su- you, they might be feelings that you are suppressing. So is it good to kind of feel them and acknowledge? Oh, I think it definitely is. Ah. I, I, it's definitely good to, to to know your mind, you know, and and to know what's going on in your mind because there's this uh, saying: what you resist mm-hmm. persists. So a lot of people haven't been able to be honest with themselves or it, it would feel too painful perhaps, you know, to, to, to kind of recall those things. So they get suppressed, uh-huh. but you know, people with post-traumatic stress disorder, when they're mm. in therapy and with the guided meditation can process these things, you know, uh-huh. and then be free because mm. you, you aren't your thoughts. You are not your narrative. You are not your history, who you are. And from this mindfulness perspective, this who you are in this very present moment. Well, we started this conversation out by talking about being vulnerable. And I think in this whole process, I've been pretty vulnerable. So I, I ha- I'm going to just put it out there right now. All of a sudden, I'm hearing you talk about awareness. I mean, the name of this podcast is Exploring Awareness. We talk about awareness all the time. But all of a sudden, it's like, oh, awareness. And, and how would you describe that? Maybe this is the first time someone's even listening to an episode. So can you just tell us a little bit more about when you say awareness, what are you meaning? Well, a lot of people say, well, I'm aware. I'm aware that I'm in my room, you know, I'm yeah. aware of this and I'm aware of that. And that awareness is part of your kind of thought process. But what we've been learning over the podcast, and again, if this is your first, if your first time, you can go back to the other episodes where... Yeah where we use the breath as a, as a doorway. So when you've been, you've been breathing your whole life and when you, but when you know, when you are aware that you're breathing, it's, it's, there's a different, there's a difference in breathing versus knowing that you're breathing. All right. Can you just say that again? Cause I think people are thinking, I know I'm breathing. I'm just giving you the cynical reaction that I'm, anticipating some people might be having if they're listening right now like i'm aware i'm breathing who who cares if i'm aware that i'm breathing 
And I know we've talked about this before, but I really want you to explain it. So if people are listening, even for the first time, that they can better understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it does sound like that. You know, I'm aware, you know, it yeah, does. Right. What does that really matter? Exactly. Exactly. And, and so we, we do have to take this, the, the, the word awareness is not a perfect word for what mm-hmm. we're trying to, trying to understand, but but there is something qualitatively different when the part of you that watches your body and your thoughts uh, is, is, is discovered or, or activated or realized. So that by going with this and, and starting with meditation uh, or mindfulness or awareness of the breath and awareness of the body and awareness of thoughts – there all of a sudden becomes a way this, that these mindfulness practices open you up to a deeper sense of self that can be the observer or the watcher of what's actually happening. Now, you know, there, there is that people do sometimes get that feeling that there's an, a, that there's a, there's an observer within them, but actually there's, there's no separate observer you know, you get to that phase where it's like, oh, you're aware that there's this an observer, you know, so there's this constant development of awareness. But, but again, this is experiential. And I would ask people to, to, to not just, you know, trust me, but, but if, if it makes sense to them, you know, and from the experience of a lot, a lot of very wise and calm people that cultivating this sense of awareness will allow you to rest as awareness. And then you, you are no longer pulled around by the contractions of your mind about other people. And so when I say awareness, I kind of mean this sense of, of deep peace and, and joy and love and generosity that has nothing to do with your outside experiences, with how you were brought up, what you did wrong, what you did right. As a matter of fact, I saw this great video on Vimo. You know that um, Vimo? Yeah, sure. right. It's called Step Inside the Circle. Hmm. And this is about a program they were called Compassion Prison Project. And they took 250 inmates and they were all in this big circle in their yard. And the leader said, you know, if you have experienced childhood, you know, abuse, take one step forward. You know, and if you have had your parents strike you, you'll left a bruise, take one step forward. And so they, she was giving all of these questions about all these, these very hard things to hear. And, you know, those inmates were just taking steps and taking steps mm-hmm. and taking steps. And where they had just been this great big wide circle before, they were all now close together. And then they had a little discussion group afterwards. And those guys were like, I've never, I've never faced that. I've never been so vulnerable about that. But for me to be able to, like, say that those things have happened to me and to see how all the other people are having that same experience you know, there was tears. There was the best day of their life. It was it's a beautiful 
video and I would encourage everyone to watch it because it's that kind of sense of awareness and vulnerability and that leads to this love and peace and joy. And you'll see it happening in a jail if you watch this step inside the circle. I even don't like saying these words, but going back to what's going on in our world and what we started talking about is like, are we united in our pain right now? Are We're all scared and we're all, you know, worried. And, and we talked about being vulnerable. And, and now you're talking about the circle of people stepping forward and sharing the not so great experiences they've had in life. And now we're all seeing that, you know, we've all had pain and, and it's something that we share and we have something in common. Yes, we all have that in common, but we're no longer holding it within, you know, and we're being aware of it and that it no longer has control over us. You know, that's... I say that again. So if you're aware of it, it doesn't have control over you. Exactly. Why not? Exactly. Um, because once you become aware of it and, and you're functioning from that place then you'll we'll realize those things were all in the past. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're not who you are. Who you mm. are is in this present moment. You're not your past and you're not your future. Now, certainly you can, you can say, well, you can use your head and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I learned all these things and, you know, my brain's got all these synapses and knowledge and experiences. Yes, that's true. And, and in a way, you have an ego, you have a personality. But who are you really, you know, is something, luckily, it's something much deeper and much more freeing and interesting. And so when people say that, it's because they're still kind of in, the, in this, um, in this uh, mindset. You know, that's very limiting and stepping outside of that mindset is so freeing, you know. And so even here in the middle of this pandemic, and God knows the, the, the amount of human suffering right now is just is overwhelming and the suddenness of it all and the loss of, of life, you know, this is it's just a and the exposure of the, of the, of the inequities in health, you know, and the exposure of the, the governmental reactions and the exposure of the conflicts, you know, people have with all of this. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking, mm. but you know, when, when you come back into the, your meditation and you come back into the, to some wisdom around this right now in the present moment, we're safe. And if we weren't safe, we'd be dealing with it. You know, we were sick, we'd be dealing with it. And so we're not, you and I aren't sick right now. Some people who might be listening might be sick. And they're dealing with it. They have to because that's what's happening to them in the present moment, right? But our where we are in the present moment now is where we are in the present moment. It's not going to pass, isn't going to change anything, and we don't know what the future holds. And that's my hope that out of all this comes healing. That's one of my favorite words. And I've and you as a as a doctor, you see it all the time. But me as a, a human being, you know, if someone gets sick or they have surgery, and I love the power of healing. You know, for whatever, if it's external or internal, healing is possible. And and walking out of this and coming out of this and being better and a and a better humanity. I mean, that's me. I always have hope and and always feel like no matter what happens, that love is always 
ways there, but maybe we can walk out of this better and maybe we'll be healed. And, and, and listening to your great words um, in this podcast right now, give me a, a lot of hope. And, you know, maybe you listening are feeling that and hearing that as well. And, you know, Lisa, sometimes it takes a, a, a big tragedy mm. to wake people up and to have people see we have to do things in a different way. Mm. And I am really convinced that this, this perspective that we're talking about, you know, is, a, is the full potential of being human. I think mm. to run around without a sense of awareness is, it limits your experience on, on this on this planet, you know, and I think that that we as humans, and remember, I was telling you about Homo sapien sapien, the ape that's aware that it's aware, and mm-hmm. so this idea that we have the opportunity to like go deeper and connect, you know, to some something deeper, that the opportunity is there, and how you get there is 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 there are lots of different ways. A lot of people get there through their own religions, you know, and people get there through their own practices. And we're talking about a way to get there by this exploring awareness and mindful testing techniques. I just wanted to give one more quote by Adyashante. Um, He said, this moment in which you experience stillness is every moment. Hmm. Don't let the mind seduce you into the past or future. Stay in the moment and dare to consider that you can be free now. And that's the invitation. You can be free now by experiencing the present moment. And again, easy to say. And that's why we do a guided meditation with each each podcast. And um, we're going to put some more guided meditations too on the webpage and just have lots of opportunities to meditate. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, you know, this is stressful to go through. And this is all good advice. It's stressful to go through. And it's an opportunity to find a freedom that you didn't know you had before. Yeah. That's a wonderful way to put it. Find the freedom you didn't know you had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this great pause <laughs> in between the old life and the new life. And you can, move into this new world, you know, with a, with a different perspective and, and, and create a world that could be better for everyone. But I do think we'll have to spend a lot of time practicing being aware of some difficult situations until we get to that point. This is always where I give my testimony. You know, I, I'm an on-air broadcaster. I do the news. I talk about death and dying. And this every day, I lead my newscast with how many new cases there are and how many fatalities there are and how today was a record number of deaths. And so it's, I, if you're listening to this going, like you said, easy for you to say, well, it's not. Again, I always say this at the end because I want people to know these are ideals and these are goals and these are amazing wise pieces of advice that I know I take to heart and and definitely am interested in and want to apply to my own life Uh, but again no that's we're not just two people sitting here going well you know you should do this and it's so easy it's not it's not you know we both have kids working on the front lines in the medical world dealing with patients and uh, you seem to handle it much better than I do as far as not not being worried about it and as I said every day I do the news 
news all day long. And I, I walk out of the room and I walk back in and it's death and it's dying. And it's so I'm very aware of the reality of what's happening right now. But I'm also very grateful for this opportunity and, and the way you explain it and describe it, it gives me, gives me hope. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And it reminds me of the uh, reaction and response. Yeah, definitely. We talked about because, you know, you can react with uh, all kinds of emotions, but the response, mm-hmm. you know, is compassion and, com- and loving kindness and compassion for people that have died and for their mm-hmm. families and, um, and doing your part to protect yourself and your family and other people. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's about all we can do right now and, and, and be generous as you can to people in need and to healthcare workers and things like that. That's a, that's a response, but that comes from a deeper place. You know, that comes from a, from a place of, of, of awareness of compassion of wisdom and of love. And those are the kind of places that we visit when we meditate mm-hmm. so that we know what those places feel like when we're not meditating and the more we meditate and the more we connect to something deeper, the more that deeper place will, will guide our steps, you know, during the rest of the day. Well, I think it's time to meditate. I think we've been talking about it a lot and I'm looking forward to uh, having some time of peace and getting to that place that we have been talking about that is achievable through meditation. So are you ready? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm ready, Lisa. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm always ready. You're ready. Okay. Excellent. And so remember, if you're driving, you should probably pull over or notice the time stamp so that you can come back to this later. And what we'll do is, is start our meditation like we usually do. And for those of you who are newly joining us, we can. We, uh, we, this is also perfect for anyone starting today. And so you find yourself in your chair, and some of you may have moved on to a meditation cushion if you'd like. Sometimes that's comfortable. But finding yourself in a comfortable position with your back upright and your hands together on your lap or on your chair or and your your feet either on the floor or behind you or to the side of you and you've just arrived in this place where you are after listening to us And we're going to practice right now just being aware of what's happening in the present moment. And again, it's, it might be easy to not think that's important, but I'm inviting you to just try. And there's no beliefs here and there's no uh, expectations. And if it ever becomes uncomfortable, please stop. But if you'd like to keep going, having an awareness of your body and your place.
and being aware of what your body is doing Notice your chest. As it expands and contracts. And then go to your nose and notice what happens to the air as your chest expands and contracts. And you'll feel the air come in your nose. It's kind of getting sucked in your nose when your chest expands. And then when your chest contracts, the air gets pushed out. And if you can just concentrate on that, And if you have any thoughts, just go back to that. You may notice you feel a little calmer. And without thinking about it, what is it? What is the sense of being aware that you're breathing? And so your body has been doing this movement all day. And right now, maybe the first time that you know that this was happening in the present moment. But because we're sitting here, I'm guiding you to be aware of something that's been going on your whole life. Maybe that can help you understand what I'm talking about, with awareness, exploring awareness.
And so this part of your body is doing that breathing and it's very easy to notice that. I mean, other things are happening. Your heart is beating. And there's blood flowing throughout your body. You can feel your feet and your ankles, your lower legs and knees, hips and thighs, bringing those all into awareness. Up your pelvis and lower abdomen and feeling the muscles up your back your chest, your hands, palms and the back of your hands, sensitivity there, your wrists and forearms and elbows, and upper arms and shoulders. And what is it, what is the experience Experience of being aware of your body, just being here in the moment. From the head down, and just without thinking, being aware of the body doing everything that it needs to do. It doesn't need you to think about it. It's just happening. You watching, you're aware. And then take that sense of awareness up the back of your head. And you'll notice the hair on your head, if you have hair on your head. And feel your ears go up top of your head and you go around the forehead and all the muscles in your face you'll feel sometimes they quiver a little as you pass by the forehead and the eyes and the nose and the mouth and then without thinking see if you can be aware of the brain in your head and notice that just like your lungs breathe and your heart beats your mind thinks and creates stories and creates interventions. It creates good ideas, creates judgments, doing all the things it's been trained to do. All the habits, all the reactions, all the beliefs. And without thinking, just being aware of all of that happening. And 
What does that feel like? And if awareness feels like a thought, you can just be aware of that. And let the thinking happen, but also activate the awareness. And there'll be some space between the thoughts and the awareness. And as you practice this, maybe you can just rest and relax as awareness. Just in this present moment, just as it is unfolding in front of you, just as it should be. And maybe you might have a sense that this place of awareness is unconditioned. It's not based on anything that you've learned. It's just this sense of presence. And maybe you might realize that every human being has that same sense of presence. And no matter the minor things that differentiate us in the way we look or the way we think, we all have this potential to realize our deeper selves and maybe even realize a unity of all beings in that. But if your mind is racing, that's okay too. Please don't judge yourself. If it's difficult to connect to what I'm saying right now, that's okay. If you could just be aware that you're doing that to yourself, that you're judging yourself, you're measuring yourself there's some expectation this is a space where everything can be brought to awareness without judgment so just keep practicing and if you're hard on yourself 
be compassionate with yourself because that's what you've learned to do. And just be aware that that's a habit. And perhaps through the awareness, you could be free of that. And as we fret and worry and wonder and about our families and our health and our family's health, which is a very natural, normal thing to do, can that be held with awareness too? And that way we can just respond with compassion and understanding. For ourselves and for others. What if you're new at this is... Mind is racing and thoughts go back to the breath and just concentrate being aware of the breath. Maybe you just want to spend more time on that alone, practice that first. And be aware of the body, aware of the thoughts, and rest as awareness. And just over and over and over again, you got plenty of time. Please don't judge yourself, but if you do, that's okay too. Just let it come naturally. So we'll stop now just by taking three deep breaths. collecting yourself back in the room and open your eyes. Open your eyes, Lisa. (laughs) Sometimes I don't like coming back to reality. I know. I just just like to stay there. It's so peaceful. It's all reality though. So is it that meditation's reality? Yeah, everything is reality. Hmm. That's a different podcast episode we'll talk yeah. about. Yeah, well, I just think life right now, and I I like to hold my heart because I just want to make sure it's okay, and I'm kind of like giving myself some compassion and some love. And then, of course, I'm thinking, literally thinking about the people who are meditating with us, and I have such compassion and love for them as well, mm-hmm. and I don't want anyone to feel alone in this. And I know that is not the 
official intention of this podcast, but we're here. And again, we gave the email address out exploringawareness at gmail.com. If you just want to connect with someone, if you want to reach out or you want to give us an idea or let us know what's going on in your life, I'm, I'm happy to hear it and happy to connect with you. And again, that's exploringawareness at gmail.com. I know this is a time uh, when we all need that connection and to need to know that someone is there for us. And I want you to know that I'm, I'm there for you and, and just very grateful that you're listening really. Right. And also with by practicing meditation, you know, then you get a sense for connection. Yeah. I love yeah. people too. Right. And, you know, I think that it's hard to meditate every day. I mm. like the insight timer. It's a free timer and it will keep track of your meditations on a daily basis. So I would really encourage people to get that insight timer and start working with that. And just please try five minutes a day to get started. And I think we'll put some of your meditations uh, on our new website, exploringawareness.org, and our Instagram page, exploringawareness underscore podcast, and what else? Our Twitter feed. And we're out there on social media and uh, looking and loving connecting with you. Absolutely. And I was going to say, you know, we, we missed a week because our, 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 our <laughs> podcast we recorded last week was uh, a technical failure. <laughs> <laughs> so we did miss a week. I'm sorry about that, but we're going to keep up. Yeah. No, I felt, I, I kind of wanted to let episode 11 lie there, lay there. What's you, because I, I felt it was, had so much to offer at the, at these times. So I wasn't in a hurry to, yeah. to, to replace it, but man, I felt like this was a good one. This was a good one. I feel really good too, Lisa. I feel I'm so I'm grateful that we have this opportunity to, share this information and I really hope that you can all work on, um, you know, using this opportunity, this great pause to go deep so that we can create uh, a different type of world after the great pause. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And again, please reach out. Goodbye, everyone. See you soon. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.